Uh, Sister Nicole, welcome. Jeffrey Pena, welcome. It is a blessing to be back with you. Uh, we were traveling the last week or so uh, in the nation of South Africa with some of our kingdom family there uh, doing the work of the Lord in Secunda and also in Pretoria. And God is bearing fruit that remains in that region. So we're glad to be home. Bless you, Sister Melissa. We're glad all of you are watching. I'm going to ask you to, if you would again, do that work of the evangelist. What does the evangelist do? He shares the good news. She shares the good news of Jesus Christ. And we believe as we're sharing that good news that uh, the word of God is going to increase in the lives and in the hearts of the people that are listening to the podcast. So please be sure to share the podcast. Uh, bless you. Gracefully blessed. Welcome to the podcast. Bianca, welcome. Greetings to you. Thank you for praying for us as we've been traveling. Sister Mary Keys, thank you again for being with us. Uh, I'm sharing the podcast as well. I'm going to pray that God would add increase to the impact of this podcast and that God would get glory through our time together. I'm going to pray in just a minute, but it's good to be back home in the United States. Uh, the body is recovering from the jet lag. It takes uh, just a little bit. Uh, the time time zone change is about nine hours going back and forth on a 30-hour trip. So it's quite a bit to go and to come with a short notice, but we're glad to be home and we're going to believe that God is going to minister mightily bless you sister Rose Bonet so good to see you uh, again I'm going to ask you one more time to share the podcast like the podcast blessing sister Anna let somebody know we're, on. we're going to be talking about uh, of course uh, freedom in the prophetic but also the glory that will bring order and bring vision and wisdom to the season we are in that while we were traveling uh, we begin to see and hear about the outbreak of war in Israel. Now, of course, we are New Testament believers, and the origin and the first oracles of our faith came through the Israeli or the, the Hebrew people. And when something happens in Israel, it is a sign of the season and the time. So we're going to talk about that. Thank you gracefully for sharing. Uh, I appreciate that. The Lord bless you. Uh, Pastor Jessica, so good to see you on the podcast. The Lord increase and multiply all that you're doing. So I'm going to give you just a minute to share. We're going to pray and we're going to be talking about the season, the time, about uh, the purpose of the glory and what's happening in the Middle East just a little bit. And we're going to add prayer to the podcast. We're not just going to talk theory, but we're going to do a proactive uh, advancement through prayer. Through the, the, through the decrees of the Lord, we can see changes. We are not bystanders. We are not just witnessing what's taking place in the world, though we are watching it unfold. We are those who have the ear and the mind of God to be able to make decrees in the earth and God establish it from heaven. So uh, bless you, Sister Ada. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being with us. Let's start with a word of prayer and uh, let's get right to the word. Heavenly Father, we invite your presence on this line. We pray and we can sense the glory and the power already among us. Now I pray that wisdom and revelation would flow. I'm going to ask you to pray if you pray in the spirit. I'm going to ask you to do that. If you pray in the understanding, I'm going to ask you to do that. But however you pray, I'm going to ask you to open your mouth and pray with me in whatever nation you are in, in whatever a city or state you are in. I'm going to ask you to lift your voice because when the people of God pray, miracles begin to happen. 
the scripture tells us if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek the face of God and turn from our wicked ways, then God would hear from heaven, forgive sin and heal the land. So we are in intercession for the land of Israel, the land of America, the land of London, the land of South Africa, Indonesia, the land of Pakistan. We are standing in the gap as prayers. I need you to pray with me now. I need you to open your mouth and begin to pray. I ask for the grace of the Spirit over every hearer today that we pray in agreement that miracles would happen, that breakthrough, that in the midst of tribulation, trial, calamity, war, and rumors of war, you are raising up a bride of people, a remnant who know your name and who know their God. For those that know their God will do great exploits. So I pray in the name of Jesus that strength would come on my brothers, that virtue would come on my sisters, that as we are hearing the word of God, minister to your people, wisdom, revelation. I pray that the anointing of the sons of Issachar would come upon those on this podcast, that we would discern the season and the time and what Israel should do or the people of God should do in that time. I ask you for an open heaven now. I pray that angels would ascend and descend on sons of men, that as we speak your word with clarity of thought and precision of speech, I pray you make our tongues as that of a ready rider. I ask you, Lord, that the word of God would be sharp and powerful, that it would divide asunder the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow. I ask you for the goodness of God to overcome every hearer of the word today, and I loose miracles on those listening to the word. Pray now, pray, pray now. God, I pray for that man, that woman, that, that life that is going through battle and war because of their destiny. Thank you for the worshiper that is on this line, the prayer warrior that is on this line, the, the, the man and woman who are called to be uh, those who stand in the gap for their city and for their territory. Now I lift up their hands in the name and I pray strength wherever they need you the most, virtue wherever they need you the most, hearing ears, discerning hearts, eyes to see in the spirit, hearts to discern the way we ought to go. I ask you for vision and provision. Help us to see what we're to do and receive what we're to be. I pray virtue now. I pray healing over their body and I ask you for the anointing that destroys the yoke in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with that prayer, somebody say amen and amen. So good to see you, Nina Campos. Welcome to the podcast. We're praying over each and every one. Sister Nadine, the Lord bless you and your family, the mighty call on your life. God bless you, Sister Margaret. Margaret Mels, thank you for being with us. Let's get straight to the word of God. Jeffrey, thank you. The power of God is already here, and we're going to get to this word. Here's what Romans 8, chapter 21 tells us. Bless you, Sister Mary. Thank you for being with us. Sister Nicole, thank you. Because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children, the sons and daughters of God. Everything created is in bondage and in, in a groan now. 
And so while I was traveling again, we just got back last late last Wednesday from the nation of South Africa and God moved tremendously uh, at the conferences, at the times of prayer. But let me encourage you, the nations of the world are under attack or assault spiritually. Uh, that weekend, uh, there was a, uh, a, a decree of war in Israel and an invasion of Palestine and uh, wh whatever side you agree on, if you're in the Holy Ghost, if you're a believer, you should be able to discern the light from the darkness. Let me encourage you. Uh, we always believe for the preservation of life, but there is a war between light and darkness, between good and evil, between truth and deception. And the enemy wants to twi twist the truth of the word of God. If you are a Christian, your origin and your New Testament covenant is founded on an Old Testament covenant. The Bible says that according to, to Genesis, that God would make a covenant with Abraham and that because he obeyed the voice uh, of God, that Abraham would have two type of seeds, those that would be seeds of the earth, he said, I see sand, and those that would be seeds of heaven, I see stars. He said, there would be two kinds. He told Abraham, there are two kinds of seed that are coming, and, and the sands of the earth will be many, but also the stars of the heaven. I want to decree in the name of Jesus that God has made a covenant, and you have a covenant with God. I said, you and I have a covenant with God, and the nations of the world are under attack. Uh, Genesis 22, we're going to read that. Here's what Genesis 22, verse 7. Let me give you context. There are two types of covenant. Bless you, Wendy. So good to see you. That in blessing, I will bless you, he told Abraham. And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed. Now again, Ephesians says that one seed will be blessed. And through that one seed, all nations. If you can keep up uh, that verse, keep it there. Genesis chapter 22 uh, uh, verse 17, where we were, go back to 17. The scripture says that in blessing Abraham or in blessing, I will bless thee. I want to encourage you. God is about to bless you. Now, as he blesses you, he empowers you and what you are begins to multiply. Now, this is good. And this can be bad. Depends on the state that we are in. When he bless the word bless means to empower, to kneel, to Barak, to endue with force force is coming to you and I declare the goodness of God is going to overtake some of us on this podcast the, the favor of God that in blessing God is going to bless and in multiplying God is going to multiply that what you are is about to multiply I declare in the name of Jesus what we don't uh, what we don't need to multiply is going to decrease and Christ is going to increase here's what he said that that I will multiply thy seed, number one, as the stars of heaven. Mark this down. Somebody write in the comment section, the stars of heaven. Number two, the sand which is upon the, so the seashore. And they, thy seed, which is Jesus, shall possess the gates of hell, which is Christ. Now, God speaks to Abraham and says, there would be two kinds of descendants that come from Abraham two of them. Number one is sand. Number two is stars. The sand is the earthly descendants of Abraham. Say amen. Sand is an earthly, uh, it's earth, it's soil, it's dirt. And there's an earthly covenant 
that God had with Abraham that the descendants of Abraham, which is Israel, would be blessed. So in blessing Israel, you would be blessed. Now, this is a powerful covenant, and God is not like man. He doesn't forget covenant. And I want to encourage you, it's our job to intercede over Israel. You say, well, this and that. No, no, no. Your Bible is written and, and, and inspired of God through men who were full of the Holy Ghost, who this covenant was to. Israelites, those that are of the, the tribe of Benjamin, the tribe of Judah, the tribe of Levi. This is our heritage. This is our legacy. We are not to be angry with the first covenant or to be those that are anti-Semitic after the accusation of the rejection of the Christ, but we are, be, are to be those, according to Hebrews, that intercede for those who the first oracles came. And this is how, go to, hold your finger there. This is how John chapter number one verse tells us. Here's what John chapter one, we're going to write about verse number 10, the gospel of John chapter number one, right about verse 10 tells us, uh, the scripture says, he was in the world and the world, world was made by him and the world did not know him. This is of Jesus. Remember, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is what we're talking about. Jesus, he came unto his own and his own didn't receive him. Verse 12 says, but as many as receive him, he gave them the authority, the power to become the sons of God to those who believe on the name. So this is how we got in. The first covenant of the earth, the first promise was not accepted. And because they rejected him, it gave us access in. So we are not to be angry. So God is a covenant keeping God and there is a descendant that comes from the earth. But there is also descendants who are born from above. There are those who are the stars in the heaven. There are those who were born not from the earth but from a better covenant, according to your Bible, on better promises that we get the blessing of Abraham without the curse. This is the power. This is the authority that we have. And so we must intercede and pray and intercede for Israel. That now Israel is in war and God is working through this situation. And as I begin to pray and say, God, I'm going to pray over the peace of Israel, which we all are commanded to do. I'm going to pray that, God, you would uh, stop the conflict. And, of course, we don't want any lives to be, to be taken. We want the preservation of life. That is foremost. But when I went to pray, the Spirit said, stop. Don't pray anything till I tell you about this. And I went into the spirit. I explained some of this Sunday on at service. And I heard the spirit of God say, my hand is in this. I said, Lord, help me understand. He said, there is a snake in that region that I'm going to take the head off of this serpent. There was a force of evil and it's not people. Let me make it clear. There are spirits controlling people. And the only time a man or a person will mutilate a baby would, would, uh, destroy and and kill women and children it's not man to man that this spirit of delusion is on these 
people, and it's not on the whole whole of the people, on these extremists. And we say, well, hatred, uh, we, we, we should deal hate with hate, and, and, and we should deal darkness with darkness. But God wants you to realize by the spirit of his grace that God wants to send revival to the Middle East. I want to say in the name of Jesus, I am believing for revival to come to Palestine. I want my enemies to become my friends. I want the same spirit that came upon Saul. You remember the book of Acts. Here's what the Bible says, that Saul began to breathe murders and threatenings. I'm going to read this to you. I want you to understand. The spirit of Saul is a spirit of hatred against the covenant of God. The spirit of Saul hates covenant. It hates Christians and it hates the people of God, Israel. It hates it. Why? Because that covenant replaced it. Satan was in a position of of worship and when Satan fell like lightning his covenant his his he broke his covenant he broke his vow he broke his place and what was on him was taken off of him and given to another and that is humanity in relationship with God and when God made a covenant with Abraham and when God made a covenant with himself through Jesus, there is now people that can come back into right relationship and be to God what Lucifer was to God before the fall. And that is true worshipers who are worshiping in spirit and in truth. So the devil hates, I said the devil hates, uh, he hates covenant. He hates those, uh, those who, who, who know their God. He hates the promises of God. He hates the, the purposes of God. Acts chapter 9 verse 1, here is what the Bible says. This spirit of slaughter, this spirit to murder babies, this spirit to, to attack women and children, this spirit is not a man, it's a force, it's a demon, and you can't deal with this demon with a machine gun. You can't deal. Now, it doesn't mean you shouldn't protect. It doesn't mean you shouldn't fight. We're praying for the military, the Israeli military, the, the, the American military, that they are safe and they need to play their role. But you don't deal with this demon with a machine gun. You don't deal with this force with a missile. You can bomb the, the person, but you don't end the spirit. The spirit lives on. And the spirit of hatred and murder is nothing new. Here is what the Bible says. Acts chapter 9 verse 1. And Saul breathing threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord went to the high priest. Are you reading this? And desired letters to Damascus, the Bible says. Letters to Damascus, to the synagogue, that if he found any by the way that were men and women, which is the way? What is the way? The truth and the life. Any Christians, any covenant men. So this is the old covenant attacking the new. This is a spirit that is attacking. Now, this, this is why we shouldn't like Israel. No, it's a spirit. And God is going to take the Saul and make him a Paul. I'm going to say this again. God wants to encounter these men and women. God doesn't hate Palestine. God hates it. No, he doesn't. God loves every nation. God loves every people. God doesn't hate Israel. Israel in this, if you can say the is somebody who was from Israel was attacking the Christians. Does God hate, hate Israel? No, he does not. He loves Israel. It's a spirit that was on Saul. It's a spirit of murder. It's a spirit of destruction. It's a spirit that the enemy wants to keep us bound. Are you listening? Verse number nine, two says, and he desired letters from Damascus to the synagogue that if he was found any of this way, what is that way? The new and living way. 
the new covenant sealed in the blood. So now the old covenant is attacking the new covenant. Are you hearing this? The Bible says whether there were men or women, he might bring them bound and, and in chains and even murdered. Verse 2, one says, breathing threatenings and slaughter against the disciple. This is not just imprisonment. This is slaughter. What took place about a week and a half ago was slaughter of children and slaughter of babies. If you, you, you have to have your head in the sand not to see this. Now, they don't want you to see it, but you can find out that that's what took place. And the Bible says, verse 3, and as he journeyed, as Saul journeyed to Damascus, silent sackcloth weaver the place of grieving the place of sackcloth and ashes as he journeyed to this place suddenly there shined a light about Saul and Saul verse 4 he fell to the earth and heard a voice so Saul is on a on a horse headed to Damascus he's got authority to murder to slaughter and to imprison Christians he is slaughtering the church he is this is nothing new this spirit is nothing new. This demon is nothing new. But here is the problem. We hate the people and the spirit instead of the spirit. We want to judge the people and not the spirit. Now, it doesn't mean people shouldn't be accountable for their actions. But I am telling you, I'm not mad at a man. I'm mad at a demon. I'm not mad at the, at the earthly. I'm mad at the heavenly. I want to bring judgment against the spirit that is causing men in deception to be deceived by this power, by this lie. Scripture says, verse 3, as he journeyed, he came to Damascus. A light shined about him. Verse 4, and the Bible says he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? You see, they think they're doing God a favor. They think they're doing Allah a favor by murdering Israelites, by murdering. See, jihad is, is a belief that if you kill yourself to murder the enemies of God, God will reward you. That is a deception in the mind of a man. And you can't blow that up. You can't bomb that. You can't machine good that. You've got to deal with that principality and power and that spiritual wickedness in high places. See, people are afraid of these people. But what happens when Saul gets converted? He becomes the greatest apostle of all of the New Testament and writes two-thirds of your Bible. He's willing to die for what we would barely be willing to do. See, he, he, these people are going to have revival. I said, these people are going to encounter God. And he fell to the earth and said, Saul, Saul. And the word Saul means desired. God desired Saul. See, we don't want him. We want him blown up. We don't want him. We want, we want a nuclear assault. We want God to machine gun everything. That's what my flesh wants. We, we want to we we categorize these people. But God desires these people. See, God loves what we hate. And God sees good in people when we don't see good and we see evil. Are you hearing me? Saul means desired, but why are you persecuting me? Why are you attacking me? Why are you murdering my body? Why are you mutilating my, my, my people? Why are you imprisoning them? Those 200, those 200 or so, maybe more, verse it was 120 captives and hostages. Now they say it's more, more like 300 uh, hostages that were took imprisoned. Verse 5, he said to him, who are you, Lord? You see, they're serving a God they don't even know. I, you, well, is Allah God? No, it's a, it's a spirit. 
But when the true God comes, when the true Lord comes, when the true Savior comes, a mightier prophet than Allah will come, a mightier force than Buddha will come, a mightier power than any deceiving religion, and that is the name of Jesus above all names. Every knee will bow. I am Jesus who you are persecuting me. It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. Again, it is hard for you to kick against uh, against the, 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 the stickers, uh, uh, the, the thorns. And so he was fighting against the thing that God was protecting. And man is always trying to take what God is trying to give. And man is always trying to destroy what God is trying to raise up. And man is always trying to stop what God is about to breathe on. There will be a revival in this land. And God said, don't be afraid, church. Yes, it's happening. Yes, we're in the last time. But before we get out of here and rapture out of here, there is a move of glory that has to come upon the earth. Verse 6 says, and he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will you have me to do? Said, Lord said to him, arise and go into the city and it shall be turned told you what to do get up and go to the city and I'm going to tell you what to do and the men that were journeying with him stood speechless hearing a voice but no man saw it so they heard what Saul was encountering but they didn't see what Saul was encountering there are visitations about to happen in these places and I said God what's taking place he said I'm about to judge a snake in that region in the Middle East, there is a serpent. There is a head. There is a principality whose head must be taken off. And God is going to use uh, these military forces to deal with this head. But this head is not earthly. It's spiritual. But God loves the people of Palestine. I, I know you may not love them. I know you may be angry. It's just deception. God loves them. I said God loves them. God wants to save them. They are desired of God. You don't have to like it, but God wants to save your enemy and turn them into your ally. God wants to take the Saul and turn him into a Paul. Verse 7 says, the men heard them but saw nothing. Verse 8, and Saul arose from the earth. When his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. And he was there without sight. For three days, and neither did eat or drink. So now Saul has become blind. See, when a man or woman who is unrenewed and unregenerated sees the glory of Jesus, they go blind. I believe, uh, this is just my belief. I believe Saul, Saul, Saul viewed or Saul perceived what Peter, James, and John saw in Matthew 17, a glorified Jesus. But Saul looked at Jesus with unregenerate eyes out of covering. And in, in that moment, Peter, James, and John in Matthew 17 see Jesus in his glory. And they don't go blind because they're under the protection and the covering of Jesus. And Saul sees this in the flesh with unregenerate eyes, with unregenerate mind. And Saul sees this and it burns his retina and he goes blind because you can't see glory in the flesh. You can only see glory in the spirit. Are you hearing me? They led him by the hand and he is, cannot see anymore. And the Bible says he is now fasting and praying. Hear me by the Spirit. I want to tell you it's time to fast and pray. Nothing wrong with eating, enjoying, but it's not time to 
have excess of pleasure. It's time to consecrate ourselves to the Lord. It's time for us to be men and women who are not entertained and contained, but we are those who meditate on the Lord night and day. I was hearing some amazing teaching about this, and I may insert this, I may not, but God is looking for us to consecrate. He was without food for three days, and the Bible says as he fasted, that God heard his cry and began to speak to a man in Damascus whose name was Ananias. I said, it's time to consecrate. Are you listening? I said, it's time to pray regularly. It's time to fast, not just a weekend. It's time to live a lifestyle of consecration. It's time to meditate on the Lord day and night. I'm going to share this with you very quickly. I heard some teaching on this not long ago, and it stood out in my spirit. Psalms 39, it, I, I said, it's time to fast. Psalms 39, in order for the fire to burn, we're going to be talking about this uh, next weekend, not this weekend, in Lancaster. We're going to talk about the fire falling and the fire burning. In order for the fire to burn, we must learn to muse with God, to meditate, to be still, to be settled, to be consecrated, to say law. The word say law means stop and meditate. David said, Psalms 39 verse 3, my heart was hot within me. It's time for us to burn with fire. We're going to talk about that possibly next week. My heart, my heart was hot within me while I was musing the fire burned. And the word muse means meditate, be still, be quiet, focus, settle, muse. So while David is musing, listen to the spirit, the fire is burning, stopping to meditate, stopping to be still and listen. Then the Bible says, I spoke with a tongue and fire came out. See, the opposite of muse is amuse, amuse. Muse means quiet, still, settled. It's important in your prayer time, you're quiet, you, you're still, you settle. Muse, meditate. The opposite of, of muse is amuse, anti-muse. And amuse means entertain, Amuse means uh, to, to entertain, to be active, and there's nothing wrong with being entertained casually. But I was hearing teaching, and it was revelatory. Every time, see, man is looking for dopamine. It is something called the reward center. And when there's a funny uh, video or, or there's a game that you win, or there's a movie, you're looking for the end of that thing that produces a dopamine release, which is entertainment. Now, what happens when we consistently, this is on the subject, when we consistently entertain, 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 we're searching for dopamine hits one after the other. And now we no longer can be stimulated by presence of God, quietness. We want overactivity. This is what's wrong with our generation. It is a spirit of a lack of pleasure from the presence of God because of overstimulation through media, through television, through watching, and we can't be still. We're addicted to picking up our phone, and, and we've got to keep our phone in our hand, and we've got to watch it. Why? We're looking for another dopamine hit. And then we go to the presence of God, and God says, be quiet and be still, and we don't know how to be still. We don't know how to be quiet. 
We don't know. We don't know how to sit still and wait on God and just wait and meditate on the word anymore. So the opposite of muse is a muse, overly, in, overly entertained, overly stimulated. To, this is what's wrong with our children. When you are overly stimulated and you're overly uh, in the natural, this is not a message, but th- when you're overly stimulated in the natural, it's, it's an inability to find rest now, an inability to receive grace. So go back to verse, uh, the book of Acts. The Bible says that, de- that when you fast and pray, you disconnect from these things. Go back to Acts chapter uh, number nine. We were, I believe, at verse number seven. If I'm correct, go back to verse 17 is where we started. Scripture tells us that, that Paul is now without sight and he's fasting and praying. Again, Saul is without sight and he's fasting and praying. And while he's fasting and praying, he ate nothing and he drank nothing. We're going to teach this later. That while we fast and pray and we now discipline ourselves, we begin, we begin to be men and women who are disciplined so that now the Spirit of God is directing us. Acts chapter number 9. Scripture says that Ananias, go back to verse 9. And he was there three days without sight, neither did he eat or drink. Acts 9, 9. And there was a certain disciple. What is a disciple? Disciplined. To be disciplined. And so nothing wrong with eating, but overeating gives you no pleasure in your food. Over drinking, over pleasure. We've got to be disciplined. Are you hearing me? We're going to teach this because this is what's happening to our children. They're not motivated because they're overstimulated by dopamine. And they're getting the stimulation through media. And that's what's happening in our generation. Nothing wrong with watching a, 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 a video or, or watching something online. But the overstimulation now doesn't give us quiet time. And when we don't know how to be quiet, we don't know how to access the presence of the Lord any longer. Now we're operating in another void, in another power, in another, in another spirit. Are you hearing me? Let's keep going. We'll get back to that later. Here's what the scripture says. Verse 10 says, there was a certain disciple in Damascus named Ananias. Ananias means who Jehovah has graciously given a gift from God. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias He said, Behold, I'm here, Lord. Verse 11. And the Lord said, Arise, go into the street, which is called straight. Again, the street, which is called straight, level, upright, sincere. The street called straight. And inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. A flat basket. Behold, he's there praying. He had seen me. He has seen a man in a vision named Ananias coming and putting his hands on him that he might receive his sight. And then Ananias proceeds to argue with the Lord and remind God how bad he is. Let me help you. There are Ananiases that are going to rise up in the name of Jesus and begin to bring revival to the Palestinian people. I know that's not popular. Again, we want to bomb everybody. We want to machine gun everybody. We want to blow this demon off the earth with earthly message, but it doesn't work that way. The more you you martyr this spirit, 
naturally, the stronger it gets, the more you kill this spirit in the name of deception. See, greater love has no man than this, that a man lay his life down for his friends. When you lay down your life for God, for the kingdom, it increases the kingdom. Listen, when you lay down your life for a demon, it increases the demon. So when we kill this thing, we empower it. And the only way we can unsettle it is with love. And it doesn't mean we don't need to protect. Doesn't mean soldiers don't need to do their job. I'm not saying, I'm telling as the church, we need to know how to pray effectively so that God would go into the land and take the head off of a serpent, which is not a man, though it is influence a man. The strong man is a man. It's a force. It's a power in the region that is keeping the region under deception and fueling it with hate and darkness. And the only way you deal with the principality is to take the head off of it. Hear me by the spirit. And I was praying, Lord, Lord, show me. He said, if we don't deal with it in Palestine, it's trying to show up in America. If we don't deal with the head of the snake in Palestine, it's trying to manifest in the UK. See, that's why you're watching that day of rage they had about a week ago, a couple days ago. And you're seeing people protesting and you're mad at the people, free Palestine. And, and there are those, not all of them, those that of that belief that, that believe radically to destroy and hurt. So there, that snake has tentacles in every nation. You, you can go and look in, in Los Angeles at UCLA. They were protesting for Palestine. They were shouting and angry and angry, but they were shouting free, free, free. In, in New York, they were shouting. In states around the world, in, Amer in America, they were shouting. In countries, in your country, they were shouting. And you say, what's well, just the people know it's a spirit that is pleased with murder that is pleased with the destruction of, of, of innocence. It's not a, a soldier fighting another soldier. That's one thing. But it is a, a spirit of destruction. You say, what do we do? You've got to deal with it in the Holy Ghost. You've got to go in the spirit and we don't battle with flesh and blood, but we battle with principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. And the problem is we're distracted by Facebook. We're distracted by television. We're distracted by the earthly things so that when it's time to get in our secret place, we don't know how to settle down because we don't know how to amuse. We've been living a muse life. Every day we want to be amused. Every night we want to go to bed to a, a television show that stimulates your mind and it, it causes you to receive a dopamine withdrawal. It's called dope. And we wonder why we can't get in the Holy Ghost. We wonder why we can't hear God say anything. We wonder why we go to our prayer closet because we, the opposite of musing is amusement. We're overly entertained. We're overly stimulated. We're overly, we're overly focused on television and, and, and apps and, and memes. And all of this thing is desensitizing the prayer warriors where we don't know how to hear God anymore. Are you hearing me? When you're overly stimulated, it's a spirit that wants to destroy and keep us bound. It means, it's a spirit that means a lack of pleasure. You can't feel anything anymore. You become numb. And that's what's happening to our children. They're becoming numb and depressed. Oh, uh, they're no longer after anything. Overstimulation. But God said, I'm raising up a key of David. I'm raising up worshipers who know the strategies of the enemy to tear down this power. 
Verse 13, and Ananias answered, said, Lord, I've heard by many, by many of this man, how much evil he done to thy saints at Jerusalem. Oh, I've heard of this guy. I've heard of these people. I've heard of these Palestinians. I've heard of these, these, uh, the, these Hamas. I've heard of these ISIS. I've heard of them. Let's, let's gather them all up and burn them with oil. Let's gather them up and machine gun. No, that's not God's desire. God wants you to judge the, the spirit over these men and free them and make the Saul the Paul. Make the one who persecuted the church, who murdered the church, who imprisoned the covenant people of God. Make the very people who were your enemy, your ally. Is that possible? It is in the Holy Ghost. Ananias says, I heard this thing. I seen this thing. And I heard about him. Mm-hmm. He says, no, sir. He has authority, verse 14, from the chief priest to bind and to murder. The word bind is not just in prison, fashion, to destroy, to attack. All that call on your name. Understand this. Why over generations has the devil attacked Israel? Why since the book of Acts over generations has the, the church been attacked? Because the name is what the devil's afraid of. The name above every name. The power above every other power. And that name even has power to turn my enemy into my ally. That power has, in it has anointing to turn the very people who tried to destroy me to the very people who will protect us. Hear me. Who will champion the New Testament cause. Verse 15 says, the Lord said to him, go your way. For he is a chosen vessel to me, I said he's chosen to me. You may not like them, but God does. You may want to burn them all, but God wants to save them all. You may want to murder everybody, but God wants to save everybody. He didn't come to destroy. He came to save. You need to check your spirit, sir. I need to check my spirit. God didn't come. You're not a son of thunder. Bible says James and John were walking and they rejected Jesus and they threw him out violently in the city. They rejected him severely and the pride and the ego of James and John were angry and they said, Jesus, call down fire and burn these people up. I saw it in the Bible, in it in the word that, that the prophet called fire down and burned men after men, 50 by 50. And Jesus looked back and said, you don't know what spirit you're of. I didn't come to destroy the world. I came to save the world. Do you know what spirit you are of? He said, I chose him as a vessel unto me to bear my name before the nations and kings and the children of Israel. He was called to bear the name of God in front of all nations, in front of kings and in front of the children of Israel, God is describing what Saul would do when he becomes Paul. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name. Now, I don't like that. You don't like it either. But that accesses glory. I'm going to show you in a minute. The key to the glory is the suffering. It unlocks glory and power. It unlocks victory. 17, Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him, you see, God needed a man to put his hands on another man. Why didn't Jesus, he appeared, why didn't Jesus just do it then on the road to Damascus? Not how it works. God has power, but God has given man earthly authority. 
So in order for God to do what he's going to do, he's got to send a man or a woman into the place to be in agreement. So God has a plan, but God needs a vessel. So Ananias went his way and entered to the house and put his hands on him and said, brother, now he's welcoming him into the faith. The first one to welcome him into the faith because he heard from God. Saul, the Lord, even Jesus appeared to you in the way as you came. He sent me that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Imagine when these people are filled with the Holy Ghost. We can't even pray twice a day. They're praying five times a day to a dead God, to a demon. Imagine the zeal and the fire of these people when they get filled with the full Holy Ghost, the, the, the real deal. He'll be filled with the Holy Ghost and immediately there fell his eyes scales as it had been scales. So something fell off of his eyes when, when the man laid his hands on him, sent by God. I don't need a man. You're in deception, sir. I just gonna, it's gonna be me and God. No, sir. Every man, every woman needs a man or a woman of God to help them to God. No, I'm gonna do it myself. You are not the Holy Ghost Lone Ranger. You've been hurt. Somebody hurts you. Somebody wounded you. Some authority, some leader wounded you. And you'll never have the scales off of you. Well, I hear God. That's fine, but you'll never see. The man had to lay hands on him. The one who God assigned him to had to put his hands on him. And when the man put his hand on him, the, the scales came off of him. It didn't come when Jesus spoke on the road. God had to send a man in authority immediately the scales came from the eyes of him he received sight forthwith he arose and was now baptized into the body of Christ and when he received meat was strengthened then Saul certain days was with the disciples where it were at Damascus and straightway he preached it Christ in the synagogues as the son of God and all that heard were amazed I'm talking about a revival coming to people who you don't think qualify. I'm talking about a revival coming to people who you don't think God is after, but God says, I'm after them. Are you hearing me? He was amazed and says, verse 21, all that heard him were amazed and said, it's not this, he that destroyed them that called on his name. So it wasn't just prison, it was slaughter, it was murder. In Jerusalem and came hither, for the attempt that he might bring them bound to the chief priests. And Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews that dwelt in Damascus, proving that this is the very Christ. Now he's going back to his buddies. He's going back to his Pharisees and sat, and he's proving that this is God. Oh, there is a move coming to people who we don't think should get the move. Verse 23, after this, many days were fulfilled. The Jews took counsel how they should kill him. But their laying in wait was known of Saul. The Holy Ghost showed him. God showed him the plan of the enemy. And they watched at the gates day and night to kill the man of God. Then the disciples took him by night and led him down by the wall in through a basket or out through a basket. You hearing me and Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed and joined himself to the disciples. 
but they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. I, you may have been nervous too. You heard about this one murdering and mutilating and imprisoning your friends and now he's at your church service. How would you feel? They were afraid of him. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly in Damascus the name of Jesus. And he was with them coming and going out in Jerusalem. And he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord and disputed the Grecians. But they went out to slay him, which brethren knew him. So guess what? Guess what? After you have this kind of encounter, you're not afraid to die. He's talking to people that when they hear his message, they're now trying to kill him. But Saul's already dead. I'm trying to read to you that his name goes from Saul to Paul. He now has changed into a new man. Saul was Saul, now he's Paul. And now Saul is preaching to Pharisees and Grecians that when they hear his message, they want to kill him. But, but Paul or Saul ain't afraid to preach to people that are trying to kill him. You're afraid to preach to people if they don't, if they don't like you anymore. We don't want to tell anybody about Jesus because they may not want to sit next to us at lunch. We don't want to tell anybody about Jesus because they may unfriend us. Paul now, or Saul, is so convinced of this Jesus, he'll preach to anybody, anywhere. No matter what you try to do to him. He's already dead. Bible says in the Spirit of God, verse 30, which when the brethren knew, they brought him down to Caesarea, set him forth to Tarsus. Then he, then had the churches rest throughout Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified, walking in the fear of the Lord, the comfort of the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you, God wants to raise up men and women. I want to tell you, God wants to let's go back to Romans 8, 21. There is a bondage. There is a corruption. There is a wickedness. And this great bondage will see deliverance through the glory of the sons and daughters of God. I'm just about out of time. I'm going to pray for you. The people the enemy has enslaved are about to be free. I said, Lord, how do I pray? Pray for accuracy. Pray for the preservation of, of civilians, children. Pray for Palestine that they find Jesus. That God raise up the Ananiases to go preach without fear. That God raise up men and women who will be witnesses, who will testify of Jesus. I'm just about done. God wants to bless these people. He said, if we don't fight this battle in Palestine, it'll show up in California. It'll show up in New York. It'll show up in Atlanta. If we don't fight this battle there, it'll manifest here in the UK. It'll manifest. It'll show up in South Africa. But I prophesy in the name of Jesus that God is about to save those who we tried to destroy. God is about to turn our enemy into our ally. Romans 8.21 says, The creature shall be delivered. Creation will be delivered also. 
from the bondage of corruption through the glorious liberty of the children of God. In this moment, God used Ananias to remove scales off of an enemy, off of, off of a slaughterer of the church. The Bible says that the scripture tells us that Paul or Saul receives a new name. Saul becomes Paul. And there's a new name that God grants to, to Paul. I want to tell you, God is about to give a new name. God is about to release a new identity. Acts 13.9, go back a moment, Acts 13.9. Acts 13.9, then Saul, who was called Paul, was filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him. I'm going to repeat this again. Paul, who was Saul. So I was Saul, but now I'm Paul. Paul became, or Saul became Paul. There was an encounter that changed him. There was an encounter that transformed him. There was an encounter that caused him to see in a new way. Again, the word Paul small or little. I want to prophesy to you that God is about to change the very people that persecuted you to the very people that are going to help you. I'm done. I'm out of time. I want to encourage you that help is moving toward you and moving toward your family and moving toward the people you love. That don't you be afraid of what the enemy is trying to do with wars and rumors of wars. All of these are the beginning of labor pains. Verse number 20 2 of Romans 8.21 says Romans 8.21 verse 22 says for we know that all of creation is groaning and travailing in pain till now that word travail is not just pain it is childbirth pain childbirth pain the earth creation is waiting for the manifestation of of the sons and daughters of God that as we are de developed as we are processed as we are ready as we are progressed there's going to be release of the mind of God verse 19 says our last verse for the earnest expectation or the eager anticipation of creation waits for the unveiling the manifestation of the mature sons and daughters of God. I've got to pray. There is one answer for America. There is one answer for South Africa. There is one answer for the UK. There is one answer for Palestine. And there is one answer for Israel. It is the glory of God invading the earth. The glory of God will bring deliverance from bondage, from destruction. And the glory can only come when God's men and women are ready to carry the glory ready to manage the glory, distribute the glory, operate in the glory. I need to pray now that wherever you are, whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, that God would grant to you strength and virtue and power and authority, that you would receive goodness and mercy, that he would empower you to advance, empower you to overcome. Again, they asked me, Apostle, what should we do? Should we buy as much water as we can and put it in a basement? Should we get as much food and stockpile it? 
Should we uh, become doomsday preppers and prepare to go underground? Should we do that? Now, uh, if God tells you to prepare, if God said not fear, that's fine. But your answer is not in your doomsday prep. Your answer is not in your water supply. Your answer is not in your in your food uh, rations that you've stored up in your in your basement. Your answer is in God. And the greatest thing we can do in the end time is let God finish the work He started in us. We must be confident of one thing: that He which began a good work would finish it in us. You've got to allow that God would finish, that God begun a good work and he will finish the good work in you that he started even to the day of Christ. This is our last verse. What can we do? Philippians 1 verse 6, you've got to move in confidence, in boldness, in an awareness that God is with you and that he picked you and that he chose you and that he called you and that he's never going to leave you being confident being bold for the righteous are bold which means you've got to live before the Lord with a right conscience you you and I cannot begin to uh, grieve the conscience grieve the Holy Ghost and expect to be confident the power of sin is not sin of itself the power of sin it stains our conscience so when we will be bold now we are fearful for the righteous are bold as a lion, but the wicked flee when no one's chasing them. It is a condemnation and a guilt. So I'm going to tell you, God wants you to be confident, not in your flesh, not in my own ability, not in my insecurity, but in God telling me who I am in him. In my kingdom identity, being confident, pithio, persuaded, fully convinced. Are you fully convinced? Are you sure? Do you know that you know that you know that God started in you and he will finish in you? Are you sure that God is going to use you? Well, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure today. I'm not sure tomorrow. I'm confident on the altar, but I'm not sure when I'm going through the trial at home and the battle. I'm sure when I'm worshiping God and I'm preaching, but I'm not sure when I'm alone and the bills are due. Are you fully persuaded or are we double-minded? Are we unstable in all of our ways? Are we asking amiss or are we consistent? Being fully persuaded of this very thing that he which begun a work, ergon, he which begun the building and the changing of you and the, re, 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 the, the, the healing of you and the redirecting of you, that God which began it shall complete it, accomplish, perfect it. God is going to perfect you. He's going to complete you. He's going to heal me. He's going to deliver me. He's going to let this thing be done on the inside of me. He's going to allow my attitude, my will. What can I do to change the world around us? What can I do to help what's going on? You can let God finish the work he started. You can initiate that. How do I do that? By praying the prayer David prayed. Examine me. Show me my heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Show me what's in there that I don't see. See, it is delusion to believe we have no areas that we need to work on. It is deception to be so bold to believe there's no areas that God needs to still refine us in. So David said, search my heart, oh God. Tell me if there's any wicked way in me. No, never, not me. Yes, you. What's in there? 
that's hindering you? What's in there that's holding you back? What's in there that's bearing the kingdom? We've got to be confident that God that begun the work will finish it even to the day of Christ. I've got to pray for you. What can you do? You are a son and a daughter. And creation is waiting for you to manifest. For you to be completed. But God cannot unveil us without completing us. You've never seen a car manufacturer take you to the showroom and uncover a car with a wheel missing. No steering wheel, no, no windshield, no hood. It may run good, but it's not finished. So there's got to be a completion internally. What can we do? Tribulation, wars, rumors of war. God, process me, grow me, develop me, finish me. My mind and my will. How does that happen? I've got to meditate on the word. Day and night. I've got to muse. I've got to focus. I've got to settle myself and seek God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I pray over all those under the under under the sound of my voice. I encourage them. I pray for them. I, I speak life into them now. Wherever we need strength, wherever we need help, wherever we need peace, God be the peace that passes understanding. But I pray now that you would examine us. I lift my hands. I pray as David prayed, search my heart and try me, prove me, see if there's anything in me that needs to be healed. Any attitude, any emotion, any rebellion, any fear, any lack of humility, any pride, God, take it out of us. Make us humble before you. Make us bold in the earth. Make us servants in your house, but make us kings in the earth realm. Make us ministers who serve in your house, but kings who rule in the earth. I pray covering, I pray protection, and I pray, Lord, finish in us so you can manifest the David, manifest the Joshua, manifest the Esther, manifest the Ruth, uncover the remnant, God, for the light of the world is those that will expel darkness, for the salt of the earth is that which will preserve. Salt is a preservative. Preserve in a time of destruction. That's what we do. God, deal with all fear all in security pray now pray open your mouth you pray in the Holy Ghost do that pray God I speak to that man I speak to that woman I speak to that intercessor that psalmist that writer that businessman that that entrepreneur I speak life over them now I speak peace over that preacher over that minister over that one who's carrying answers but don't know where to put them who's got solutions and power but don't know where to distribute. See, let them seek you and find out where they're to serve that will unlock their kingly ability. Let them find the place of their ministry, service, so they can find the area of their rulership, kingly authority. I ask you direct them now. Open our hearts, our minds, our spirits. Help us to muse you. Help us to settle our hearts on you, to know the way and the will and to change us into the image of the sons and daughters of God so that you can get the glory. Now I pray virtue, I pray peace, and I pray the blessing of God over every hearer of the word today. This we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. Somebody say it's done. Somebody say I am bold in Jesus. Say amen and amen. 
Alma Rodriguez, God bless you. Jay, welcome. Daniel, welcome. So good to see you. Mel's welcome. All of you joining in, I've, Yvonne, welcome. We pray the blessing of the Lord over every hearer today. You carry Jesus. He is the light of the world. He is the salt of the earth. You have the rivers of living water on the inside of you. That river has all needs met. You carry the kingdom in you. Luke 17, 21 says the kingdom of God is in you. The river is in you. Christ is in you. Everything you need is on the inside of you. We just have to believe. Belief, proper belief, according to John says, if you believe as the scripture has said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Living water isn't just tongues. Living water is the life, the zoe, the, the resource, the ability. I'm, I'm trying to get done, but there are rivers of living water waiting to come out. John 7, 38, here is the issue, wrong beliefs. We all have them. I'm not telling you. I'm saying I've got wrong beliefs that are limiting my river. What do I believe that is not after the scripture, that after my traditions? Wrong beliefs about me, wrong beliefs about people. He said, he that believes on me, as the scripture says, out of his belly shall flow rivers. Rivers is streams, floods of life, which is zeo, water. Streams, fountains, pools of life. That's not just tongues. That is resource. That is healing. That is peace. That is salvation. That is provision. That is property. Anything you need is in the river. And if we can believe as the scripture says, God will loose that. Bless you, Sister Wendy. Thank you for bringing Sister Lorraine. Thank you for being with us. Pastor, so good to see you. Each of us have an assignment and a purpose and a call. The kingdom is within us. The river is within us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Colossians says, 127. He wants to come out of us. He wants to rise on the inside and change the world on the outside. You are the answer to our generation. Who, me? Yes, you. You've got to believe. You've got to know that God picked you and he's going to finish what he started in Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen and amen. Well, I want to thank you for being with us on our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. Again, this is your host, Apostle Nathaniel Leon. I am excited for what God is about to do in the earth. The Bible says darkness, that's Isaiah 60 verse 2, that darkness will cover the earth. And a great darkness will cover people. So when darkness covers the globe, when you see global things happen, like pandemics, like wars, and globally, when you see great darkness or exceedingly darkness start to cover people, which is gross deception that calls evil good and good evil, that calls bittersweet, sweet bitter, calls light darkness, it's a sign that God is about to rise on you and his glory is going to be seen on you. So I want to tell you, shift your perspective, put your eyes on him, and as you see him, you're going to be like him, and we're going to change the world. So I'm glad you were with us. If you were blessed by this, I'm going to ask you to share this. I'm going to ask you to 
to uh, like this, follow, make sure whether you're watching on Facebook or you're watching on YouTube or you're uh, following along with our recording on uh, on the the Charisma Podcast Network, I pray the blessing of the Lord. I'm going to ask you to share. We're also going to put up our giving options now. If you are impacted, please be sure to respond to the word with a gift. You have to know, is there anything that's required to follow? No, but here is the response that when God's word ministers to you, it requires a response. Do you have to know? It's something worshipers understand that when God ministers to me, I minister back. How do I do that? With an act of worship. You can sing, you can worship, you can fast, but giving is is called sacrifice. Offering means sacrifice. So if you're listening, I'm going to ask you, there are some ways you can give. And some say, well, I can't afford to give. Let me encourage you. I, I've, I'm going to talk to you very, very briefly as we go. I've, I know what it's like to be in a season where ends are not meeting in your personal life. I know what it's like to be in times when you're overwhelmed financially and you're, you're earning or you're, you're, you're trying to get out of the hole and you're trying to figure a way out of it. And so it doesn't seem how can giving into word or tithing even help me. It makes my balance lower and how can I meet my needs? Because this is the principle that in order to receive in the kingdom, you have to give. In order to multiply and reap, you've got to sow. You say, but I've tried it before. But here is the power of obedience to word. See, the Bible says there was a man named Peter and all night he was fishing. He was fishing all night. He caught nothing. He strived and labored. And Jesus appeared in the morning at the, at the, at the bank and he borrowed the, the boat of Peter, preached from it. Then he commanded Peter to let his net down. And Peter says, look, I've been here all night and I haven't caught anything. And that feeling of failure, the feeling of not succeeding, the feeling of not going anywhere, the feeling of not expanding, not being able to provide for your family. It's a horrible feeling of desperation, the the feeling of of failure. The Bible says that he said, all right, I'm going to do this. And I've caught nothing all night, but Nevertheless, at your word, he said, nevertheless, I will let down the the net. I, I don't believe it's going to work, but nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. At your word, because you said this, I'm going to let down the net. Nevertheless, at your word, at the word, at the word, when you, when God speaks the word, something begins to happen. When God speaks the word, something's open in the spirit. Nevertheless, when, when I speak and hear the word and respond, something happens in the spirit. And people are not just blessed. Blessing does, doesn't happen. It's the, result of, it's the result of a right response. It's the result of a right action. That God wants us to walk in abundance. I want you to say abundance. Peter put it this way. Peter said, Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when he did that, it caused virtue to come. Luke 5, verse 5. 
Luke 5. I want you to see this. Why am I talking to you? Someone on the line is, is a believer. They're watching. You watch regularly, but you've never exchanged with this ministry. And there's something unusual on this ministry that you need to connect to. And so we are going to be launching partnerships soon. Not because there's something I'm in need of, but because there's something I've got to distribute to those who I've been sent to. The word apostle means sent. And there must be an exchange. And so when you're listening and you feel the Holy Ghost and something comes through the, the podcast that stirs you and hits you, it's God's word. It's not a man. Man can't do that. You've heard dozens of podcasts. You've heard hundreds of podcasts. Something about this. Luke 5, verse 5, and Simon answered Jesus. So Jesus is speaking to Simon and giving him an instruction. But Simon says, look, I've been at this all night. I've been trying to do this. And the Bible says, Simon answered and said, Master, We've toiled all night and have nothing to show for it. I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to everybody. I'm talking to you. You've been toiling. You've been working and you haven't caught anything. It's like before you get it, it flows through your hands. You've watched me long enough to know that's not why I'm on. You've got preachers on the podcast. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a cash app up. Nothing wrong with having a giving app. We put it up, but they leave it up there and nothing wrong with them. But the whole purpose of the podcast is to get in your pocket. The whole purpose of them prophesying is to tell you something that will make you give to pay their bills. That's not why I'm on. And that's why I've got to talk to you to distinguish who is one that's going to give you truth and who is one that's trying to con you and take advantage of you. This is not even what I meant to talk about, but there is a system that you are a part of in the kingdom, and it is an economy of sowing and reaping to the right places. I sow and I reap in the right places, and I don't lack. I don't lack. God's moved me beyond that naturally, but it doesn't mean I don't have to sow. I got vision that lacks, so that my vision keeps expanding. And there are cities that I've got to build, networks I've got to build, communities that I've got to build, nations that I've got to impact that require more than I have physically. So there is lack according to vision, not for my home, not for me, because you can move past that. Well, I want to move past that. How do you do that? Radical worship, prayer, fasting, reading, and giving. No, yes, this is the law. This is a principle. Verse 5, Simon answered Jesus. Verse four says, now when he had left speaking, Jesus said to Simon, launch out to the deep, let down your nets for a catch. You got to go deeper. You haven't been deep enough. Hear me by the spirit. You have, I haven't been, I've got to go deeper. Peter was too shallow. Peter was doing the sowing at night. It was the wrong season. So now it's daytime, number one. Number two, he's in the wrong location. He's got to sow into something alive that's deep, that's wells of living water. Simon answered and said, Master, we've toiled all night and we've got nothing. Nevertheless, 
at your word. If you don't do nothing today, that's fine. But I am telling you, find a place, find a person, find a ministry that when that word comes out of them, it stirs you, it brings life to you, it awakens you, and then connect there. Serve there. I can't get there. Sow there regularly with sacrificial giving, not casual giving, with sacrifice and watch what your life will do after consistently. Not just one time. We don't get into sin just one. A stronghold isn't built with one act. It's years and years. It's not going to take you years, but it will require a consistent act to change your economy. And you will go from lacking to lacking nothing to abounding. Then you will begin to see your desires come to pass. You will want something and it will manifest. So God will be careful. God will say, be careful what you want. Cars will be given to you. Vehicles, watches, houses, lands, they given to you. And God says, be careful your desires. I move you from your need. I'm trying to teach you something. I'm trying to teach you something. Nevertheless, at your word, the word came. Now I'm going to act. And when they had done this, they included a great multitude. They enclosed or caught a great multitude of fishes that their nets were about to break. And they called their other boats that were with them, other ships, so that they should help them. And they came and filled both ships so that both ships were about to sink. They are in it. They are in a different kind of problem now. One problem, I don't have enough. The next problem, I've got so much that it's going to sink me that I've got to find places to distribute it. That's the power of understanding the way of worship. Put that giving option back up. There is somebody on the line that has to give sacrificially. Not because there's something we're trying to get. It's something you need to obey God and do. How can I say that? Because this is the law of the kingdom of God. You can only sow that which you sow, that you will reap. You sow prayer, you sow prayer, you're going to get wisdom. You're going to get peace. You sow fasting, you're going to get health. You're going to get unbelief broken. You sow time in ministry, you're going you're gonna to build the ministry. You sow finance, you're going to receive resource for your vision. This is the law. What you sow, that you should reap. There are ways to give. Do you have to? know? Many will watch for years and never actually connect to what we're doing. But I want to tell you, there is a season coming in your life that requires you to be connected. So I'm going to tell you, if you're in the States, you can give via Zelle. There's a number there. If you're watching, uh, you can text. If you're in the United States, you can text this rock to the number 77977 and a giving prompt will come up. If you're watching uh, in also in the States, you can go to thisrockinternational.org or if you're international, there's a few of you that are watching that are not in America that need to connect on a regular basis. I see you in the Holy Ghost. There's a PayPal app. Hear God and move by the Spirit. You say, I can't afford to. No, ma'am, no, sir. You can't afford not to. Let me pray. God, I bless those who are moving at the word of obedience. Help them to understand there's nothing you want from them, but all that you want to give to them. You're not trying to take, you're trying to give. When you asked for Abraham, when you asked Abraham for Isaac, you were not trying to take a son from him. You were trying to give him a family, a nation of family. 
God, help us to understand your principles. And I bless each obeyer of this word. And I ask this now. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen and amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you all of our uh, Charisma Podcast Networks as you're being dismissed. Join us next Wednesday at 12 noon for our prophetic podcast. We look forward to seeing you there. Amen. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.